Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live from New York, it's the show that was invited, invited to Michael Rubin's party, but chose not to go. You weren't supposed to tell people that. Well, because we were no, working. We will get invited next year. Well, yeah. yeah. You know what? Brew probably could price get in. Pay. Brew just shows up. It's like, come on, I'm on the list. <laughs> Today. I went. <laughs> I was there. No victory. Is Tatum recruiting Damian Lillard? The slim chance that the Portland star ends up in Boston. Meanwhile, who Josh Allen is actually blaming for the, his minicamp controversy with Stefan Diggs. It's great. It's the media. Oh, I thought that was going to be a tease. <laughs> and finally, would have been a good one. Is the Prince an MVP candidate? Wow, really? Well, I mean, he literally is. He literally is. Now, is he a strong MVP candidate? That's a matter of opinion. I would say yes. Alongside. Are we doing this topic right here? No, we're Let's not. Let's just talk Alongside about it. Chris Broussard, I'm Kevin Wilde. Yeah, hey, buddy. More on the Prince. I, I mean, I, did you call him more? I did more on the oh, Prince. Oh, put it on the board. I had to use the Prince. The Prince is going to need a board now. Oh You're out here calling you him a moron. Couldn't have just introduced him and spoke about him for that minute? You had to have the music. <laughs> we start with a report from Mark Spears that Jason Tatum is trying to get Dame to Boston. Hmm. Uh, here's what the scoring duo would look like. Dame led the league with 40 40 point games. I think it's 15 40 point games. No, that's a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> it was a new record. We'll correct it. It was actually 15 40 point games, Josh was just telling me. Uh, Brew, how dangerous would a Tatum uh, Damian Lillard duo be? They would be dynamic. They would be awesome. And look, I understand they're already the favorites in the East, but I'm going to put it this way. They would be the real favorites. And they're the favorites right now in the right. whole league. But, in a the whole lot, league right. but, but a lot of us are like, why is Boston keep being favorite to yeah. win everything? If they get Dame, I think we – I believe we all definitely say they're the favorites in the East. And mm-hmm. I think most pundits would go that route. And you'd have to give them a great chance, obviously, to win the whole thing. But, mm-hmm. look, I, I think they'd be phenomenal. What One of their biggest weaknesses – is clutch play. We know that that's been the last few years for them. They don't have a ball handler who's a great decision maker. So Tatum and Brown end up handling the ball, and they make a lot of turnovers. Dame for his career is below three turnovers a game. So he's a good decision maker. Even though he's not like that prototypical great vision point guard Mm -hmm. necessarily, he is a great decision maker, doesn't turn the ball over for the most part. And we know can hit clutch jump shots. So at the end of games, you're not turning the ball over as much and you're more versatile because 
is Tatum is dynamic and Dame's dynamic, and you still have a few other shooters around them. So I think this would be great for them if they could get it done. So I mostly agree with that, but I don't think it's as simple and straightforward as most people believe because it would be a massive identity shift. The best three players on the Boston Celtics, the most decorated three players on the Boston Celtics, as of the end of this season, were Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Marcus Smart. Right? Marcus Smart won Mm -hmm. a Defensive Player of the Year award. You just traded Marcus Smart, whose identity was toughness and defense, for Chris Stapps, who while maybe is a slightly underrated defensive player, you did it for his his offense and his floor spacing, and nobody would call him a hard, he's not an NBA tough guy, he's more of a finesse player. Mm -hmm. You would then be trading Jalen Brown, who is his skill set is two-way guard or two-way wing yep, player, yep, yep. a very good defender, yep. good offensive player, toughness for Dame, whose biggest weakness is defense purely because of his size, not because he dogs it on that end. Mm-hmm. But th- so you now Although have he's totally not like getting after it. He's not necessarily getting after it, but I, but my point is, even yeah. if he were at six one and a half, you're going to be limited defensively. You are totally changing the lifeblood and the makeup of this team, and you're doing it on the fly. You're doing it when you were, once Milwaukee went out, the massive favorites to win the conference. This year come the playoffs. Huge favorites over Miami. You had just been to the finals. It also does warrant mentioning the Dame straight up for Jalen Brown trade does not work. Boston has to include another real salary in that. So is it Al Horford? Well, now you're giving up, and now he's very old, but more defense. Is it Brogdon? I guess maybe if Portland would want Brogdon him. Brogdon would be but, good for Portland. But, and sure, veteran yeah, a point veteran guard, point guard. Yep. But it's not a one-for-one. One. You right. would be losing something else out there. And so, again, I would do it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it is as – and I'm not trying to rehash the Miami right. conversation right now. It's not as seamless a, of, as a Miami trade yep. where you're not you're, you know, taking away right. one of a Bam or a Jimmy, one of their key contributors. Yep. I, I do agree in the shift in philosophy, but I think that came under Missoula. Yeah, that's what he, he wants. He clearly is more offense. You still have Derek White. Who I think, I think supplanted Derek excellent. Marcus right, Smart. Marcus Smart is the you. best defender. He made all defensive team. Robert Williams and Chris Stapps, who is a good rim protector. So that's still and I I think they should bring back Grant Williams. I know he kind of fell in Missoula's doghouse, but I think they got enough toughness also, and defenders to make. At Michael Ruins' party, I talked can, to him there. Can we hold on? Can we stay here real quick before yeah, we move to the Jalen Brown part? No, of we're this? Gonna, I'm going to play a piece of sound too. Okay, go ahead. Then you want to play that first? Yeah, please go okay, ahead. Okay, here was Chris Haynes uh, with Dan Patrick when asked about Dame to Boston. Take a listen. You can confidently report that that Dame would not <laughs> want to go to Boston. Is that what you're saying? Okay. I think that's pretty safe to say. <laughs> so, so I, I don't know how much, uh, how serious we should take this rumor if Chris Haynes, who has been locked in in this game yeah. boring, is just straight up laughing. Well, about it. so that's what. I, so that's what <clears throat> I wanted to ask Brew. One of the things I wanted to ask Brew uh, was, you have been adamant that the Blazers. Shouldn't like try to you know stick it to Dame, right? But his wants not. and needs and aspirations can't be at the top of their board. They it's, it's, it, right. And a I, good I, move for them, too. right? And I understand that argument. <clears throat> from the from the flip side of it, though, 
If you were running the Boston Celtics, let's say they confirm on their own that Chris Haynes' laughter means exactly what we think it means. Mm -hmm. Damian Lillard does not want to go to Boston for whatever reason, whether it's the weather, the reputation of the city, maybe he, whatever it is, doesn't want to go there. Would you still be comfortable in trading away a major asset in Jalen Brown, which you could get maybe a different star for or keep and rehab that relationship for a guy if he says, I don't want to live and play in Boston? If this is like, if this were to get serious, then they would get permission from Portland to talk with Dame. Sure. And if Dame, I mean, if you talk with him and his agent, Aaron Goodwin, and they're just like, what, whatever their reason, he just hates Boston. He will not be happy there. You won't get the best out of him you, or you won't get the best out of me or whatever it is. Then that certainly makes you rethink it. Okay. But I think if they sit down with Dame and see, and I would actually try to get a Kevin Garnett to speak to him because mm-hmm. Garnett didn't remember. He didn't want to go to Boston. And a lot of players concerned about Boston is the racial reputation of the city. Yeah, well, earned. and so you get these and this America it's, it's racism everywhere in sure, America, no including doubt. Portland. All right. So I, I think you have, he's from Oakland too. They got a little bit of racial history there too. So a uh, Dame is from Portland or Oakland. Yeah. So I'm saying you have these guys cause Darnett and others Pierce love, playing there and so I think what you have to sell Dame on is not the basketball fit because he's he's smart he knows that's a good one but the city the fans the culture of the organization what it's like to play for this you know you have to sell Mm. him on all that now if he's adamant but I I understand and I agree with Chris that he doesn't want to play there but that doesn't mean he won't play there and won't play well question for you bro so at that meeting if um, Aaron Goodwin and Dame are like, he doesn't want to do it. And then there's another meeting, let's say, with Philadelphia, and like, doesn't want to do it. And then there's another meeting, like, doesn't want to go there. To just drive home, hey, man, I only want to play for the Heat, so let's stop with all these other trades and call Pat Riley and get it done. Can he just say that to every team? Yeah, see, I think think Portland has some power in this because they can be like, look, we're we're not – if we don't get a great deal from Miami, we're not sending you there. Now, maybe at some point they just have to buckle, or maybe not. You know, I mean, like I said yesterday, I think they can sit down and talk about a compromise. Yeah. Like, Dave, mm-hmm. we won't send you to Utah if you adamantly don't want to go there. We don't think they'd be a contender. We get it. But there are some contenders that want you, and we like their deals better than Miami. I think he has to give a little, too. I also think that the clock is not ticking on this at all right now because I know we joked about it yesterday about the rookie for Miami, Jaime Hakez Jr., who played well in summer league and also, as you mentioned, incredibly handsome fellow, that he's not eligible to be traded for like 27 more days because he just signed his contract. We all think whatever the Miami package is, he's going to likely be in it. So because even if they agreed on a trade, it couldn't officially happen until I think July 31st or July 30th, something like that. Mm -hmm. I do think there is not the sense of urgency of we have to hammer it out right now because even if if, where Dame wants to go, Mm -hmm. that team likely can't execute a trade until essentially they do have time. Yeah. 
Just one correction. There is a sense of urgency from a sports content yeah. point of view. Okay, yeah, that is. <laughs> like we need things to happen. Yeah, no, that this is, is true. the second week we've been discussing. Yeah. Jalen Dame Brown. Dame hypothetical. Yeah. How about we did, we did Dame for the Spurs? Uh, Jalen Brown still hasn't signed a Supermax extension that he's eligible for. Media reports out of Boston consistently say it's not a huge deal. Mm. But Jalen has been eligible to sign this deal since July 1st, and we haven't heard anything yet. Yeah. So, Nick, how should he feel about this Dame trade talk? I'm uh, fed up. And I end, I, I'm not going to say what Brew's going to say because I don't like when he does that, so I'm not going to do it to him. <laughs> I, I, I know there are some belief of just be a professional, show up, and no matter what, like this part of the business. In 2018, there was credible reports the Boston Celtics were shopping Jalen Brown for Kawhi Leonard. In 2019, there were credible reports that the Boston Celtics were shopping Jalen Brown for Anthony Davis. In 2020, there were what I would say rumors that Jalen Brown, that the Celtics were calling the Houston Rockets after Harden put on the fat suit mm-hmm. and it looked like he was being traded and Jalen Brown was the centerpiece of that. When it looked like Ben Simmons was never going to play for the Sixers again before his value had plummeted entirely, the Celtics were tied to him, and the assumption what? was I never, I don't that, that I, I looked ben it all Simmons? up this morning. That now again, the, that the, one didn't seem to have as much traction. That one didn't seem to have as much traction. But I'm right. saying if you're if you're Jalen, so in 2022 we all know, and it was reported he was offered in a Kevin Durant trade this time last year, and now he is the centerpiece of Damian Lillard rumors. I mean, that is six straight years. And now you can make the argument that aside from Ben Simmons, all of those guys at the, that time were better players than J- Jalen Brown. Absolutely. So, that's, so the, you know what? That's how it works. But guys get sick of it, especially when you know who is never in trade rumors. Jason Tatum and Anthony Davis in 2019 and Kawhi Leonard in 2018 and hell, even James Harden in 2020 and certainly Kevin Durant a year ago, they're better than Tatum too. And he's never mentioned. And so, and Jalen got there first to Boston. So right or wrong, I would imagine he's sick of it, which is why I believe Brew Boston entertaining this Dame stuff, unless they are confident we're going to get him, is a very risky maneuver because it is now another year where you are, where the whole speculation is, where's Jalen Brown going to live? Where's, who's he going to play for? What's, you know, and so I, I would imagine he doesn't feel great about it. That's my answer. Yeah, look, and I get a lot of what you said. Um, I'm going to look at it from the Tatums, like how would he feel about Tatum? Okay, because this is a this is not a report that the Celtics have made an offer or are thinking about making an offer. This seems to be Jason Tatum. Now, I'm sure he talks with the organization, but this is basically him on his own, probably knowing, look, if we can get Dame, I'm sure Brad Stevens and these guys are with it. Right. So I think he's on his own like, hey, man, you should come play with us. You know, all that. And look, obviously, if you're Jalen Brown, you don't like that. But Jason Tatum's story has got to be. I'm not. I'm talking about bringing him here with me and you still here. Oh, yeah. That's I mean, that's saying. and that has to remain his story. Because here's the thing. I'm I'm sure Dame isn't like. Well, who would y'all trade for me? 
You know, I don't think they're getting that deep. I think, and I doubt Tatum is like, well, we would trade Jalen Brown for you. I think it's just like, look, man, you come here, we are winning the chip. That's right. And so, you know what I'm saying? So, I think you just have to deny, deny, deny. Well, that's fine, but there's there's so any, the and listen, I I like the deny, deny, deny life philosophy as much as anybody. (laughs) However, there's an element of, wait, we've been here before. I, I today went back when I was, was trying to look up all the places that Jalen been rumored to. Jalen told Logan Murdoch that last summer he initiated a three-way call with Tatum yep. and Brad Stevens about, hey, guys, what's up with the Kevin Durant stuff? Now, and I don't – and so he was like, yeah, I just felt we needed to clear the air because what was being reported there was that Tatum was recruiting Durant. And now it's being reported that Tatum is recruiting Lillard. This is a the, But again, I, I again and I'm not telling I'm, I'm, hey, t- <laughs> What's up with these reports? You guys on? <laughs> Me, Jason. I mean again though, in fairness, and I'm not telling Tatum to lie. In fairness, I doubt he and Dame are going down the, the NBA trade machine talking about it'll be that. this and this and this. It's just look, let's get you here. Because here's the truth. Whether they get him there with or without Jalen still there, and obviously it'd probably be without Jalen, they still would be a great team. I agree. So he, just, he could just sell them on, hey, but you they're come the favorites join us right now. Win. I know. That's the if you're Jalen Brown, but you know you don't. I, you're not that confident in him. How much I, more would you be confident in them if they got Dame? Well, I, it of would, I think I would believe in them more because I think they need okay. to shake the snow globe. But I also think that. You know, a, a team that all of its success or so much of its success came between defensive and toughness, who's now your weak defensively on the perimeter, and your interior defense is Chris Stapps, who is injury-prone, Horford, who's older than me, and Robert Williams, who's super injury-prone. Like, yeah. But it, I don't think you're weak on the perimeter other than Dame. Tatum's you're fine. Weak, I should say Derek weaker. Not, not that you're weak. Grant you are Williams. weaker having yeah. lost Smart and Brown. Just quickly before we move on. If this did happen, whose team would this be? Do you think it would be Tatum's team, or do you think Dame comes in older, that's a good, more that's established? A He'd have Tatum's the ball. Team. You think it'd be? Ta- I think it'd be Dame's team. It but might Tatum. be kind of like KD, Devin Booker. It's still Tatum's team, but I'm the best. Dame is except Tatum. Like, is, like the, the Warriors were still Steph's team. I know, but Tatum is as accomplished individually and more accomplished as a team guy. Andy was there already. Tatum's been to a finals, Dame hasn't. Tatum's first team All-NBA the last couple years, Dame not. You can not. argue he's you know, just as good as Dame, if not better. Yeah, I, I think most people would argue that. Yeah, so it's a weird spot. I don't think it would be a discussion, though. You just go out and play, Wild. Just go out and play. Yeah, we didn't have that. It, it'd be Dame's <laughs> team. Uh, Miami's still in the driver's seat, but Philly has an outside chance. Windhorse noting that if the Sixers offered Maxi, Dame might be in Philly by now. Yeah, I was like visiting. Like, no, actually, a member of the 76ers. <laughs> Your reaction, Nick? Yeah, I think one thing Brew's been, I think, 100% correct on is of the realistic offers, Philly can likely construct the best one because Maxi is 22 years old, a 40% three-point shooter, and has improved each year. Those are the same reasons why it looks like Philly does not yet, and I don't know if they will ultimately, want to offer him up. Mm-hmm. Is Damian Lillard better than Tyrese Maxey? Yes. Is he so much better to offset 
an 11-year age difference, and these facts. Tyrese Maxey, assuming Philly does give him a max contract next offseason. Yeah. The next six years of Tyrese Maxey, this year and then the next five, will cost $210 million, would be $210 million. The next four years is $120 million for Tyrese Maxey. Dame's next four years is 214. So you'd have him for six years for less than you'd have Dame for four, and it's just, you know, his young 20s into his prime as opposed to Dame on the back end. And you ha- you can't do Tyrese plus picks for Dame. You almost assuredly have to include Tobias Harris to make the money work. And while Harris, we can say, ah, he makes too much, he's a useful player. Oh, he's a good he's player. He's very good. Oh, and good so, oh, yes, well. good. So I just <laughs> – Great taste so I, Would I do it if I were Daryl? I think so. But I don't think it's easy, no doubt, oh, you're insane if you don't because of the age and the money and all of it. Here's why I would do it. As we talk, we've talked about a few times on this show, if you make that trade and you have to include Tobias Harris, who you still want, you go, you trade Harden. Now, Harden and Dame could play or together. Make, well, then or do but you keep Harden. I look at trading because for depth. I look at trading Harden to the Clippers for three role players, Norman Powell, Terrence Mann, Marcus Morris, and whatever. Mm-hmm. All right, so I, do, I think you're fine there. And here's the thing, Nick. Joel Embiid, not, people think the clock is ticking on his tolerance of being or patience in Philadelphia, okay? So, but on top of that, guess what else is ticking? His body clock. Like, oh. we, we would have to agree he's an old 29. Right? Yeah. And I don't mean that. I don't, I I don't, I don't no. mean that in a negative way. I mean it in a way of how much longer does he have to be at this level? He's old, an old 29. He's always on the ground. And half the time, he's banged up. Playing, but banged up. Right? Mm-hmm. In the playoffs, he's even missing a few games. All right? So, I, I might only have four years left of Joel, if, if that. At this level. Sure. So let me go get Dame. We've been knocking on the door for a long time, right? Yeah. Let me go get Dame, and we go hard in the paint for these four years and try to win it. And I think they got to have a better chance of getting the championship. And if it costs us Maxi and the next few years after we win it, if that's your thinking, then fine. But we got to go get a championship. Well, I've got good news for you. Better. You know who agrees with you? Pat Bev, newest huh? Philadelphia 76. Oh. That's next yeah. on FS1. And the yeah. Fox Sports Channel on Series It XM. is July if Pat that Bev's was, making the first it. half hour of the show. <laughs> I mean, I, you, you, that's great. You got, that. Look at Pat Bev. I'm telling you, you want him shot. on your team. Well, well you literally nobody does. Hey, college football fans, Joel Klatt here, and I am so happy to announce my new interview series, The Joel Klatt Show Big Noon Conversations. Every Monday, we will bring you a candid conversation with the most influential voices in college football. From Colorado's Coach Prime to Coach Saban down in Tuscaloosa, we sit down and discuss all things college football. Download the Joel Klatt Show Big Noon Conversations wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to the new Joel Klatt Show YouTube channel. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, 
inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash FTF, netsuite.com slash FTF, netsuite.com slash FTF. Welcome back to an electric show. You're now entering the No Bull Zone, sponsored by Credible. You get great rates. You don't have to deal with any of the bull. Check in on the Pat Beverly podcast where the newest member of the Philadelphia 76ers described his process for teaming up with the process. Take a listen. This is a Hall of Fame coach that just got fired. Mm. His response, exact words. I love Philadelphia for you. They need you. You will be great with Joel. James, he respects you. You will be great with him. If I had you last season, we would have been a different team. Shout out Doc Rivers too, baby. It's my man. So shout out Doc. Okay, well, it's a good they, I wish Philly had known that because they could have been the team to claim him off of waivers when the Magic <laughs> got rid of him last year. Patrick Beverly, it is July, what is it, July 5th? Mm-hmm. From July 6th of last year to right now, that's 364 days. He has been a Minnesota Timberwolf, a Utah Jazz never played for him, though, a Laker, regrettably, a Magic never played for them, a Bull, where his only moment of note was the two small stuff, and now a Philadelphia 76er. And he is such a difference maker that not only is he on a minimum, (laughs) but he didn't even get the fun minimum like the Suns guys got or Russ got with the player option in the second year. It's like, nah, bro, we can't. Deal with that. So that's a listen, good, he was proven right they, there they, too. He, I, I, to, I tried to tell you guys about that. that. So you guys bought me a silly Patrick Beverly jersey I that I think it. you still have somewhere, uh, but the end is not. I do not. still have it, Pat. Okay, there it is. There we go. And so you know, you never why wear did you this? take the, it home? The, here's listen, it summer. Harlem. You can have your, your arms out, Patrick <laughs> Beverly. Once Suns was out, a out, useful Nick. player in this league, mm-hmm. and that was alongside James Harden. But that time has come and gone. But now, and so I do find it interesting that they are bringing him in, if nothing else, than to show their confidence that they might keep Harden. Right. But no, I mean he's he, he's going to be the eleventh man. He's not. I definitely think it's related minutes. to Harden. Um, yeah. And and look, his best days are behind him. There's no doubt. You don't say. But but yes, exactly. I like it. I like it. If 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 he can't get on the court, you know what? I think he'd be good in your locker room. No. Yeah. I think he's good for confidence. True. I think he will be Harden's hype man. Mm-hmm. I don't look, Harden had some bad moments even with Beverly there in in Houston right in the playoffs. But I do think maybe he can get Harden going. Hype him up. Isn't that his, what get his confidence there for and PJ Tucker uh, at least is good at basketball so I, I I I'd like a little help. I'd like a little help, and that's Patrick Beverly. I'm not down on this. I think that, look, I don't think they would have 
it would have changed anything last year. Of so I disagree not. with Doc on that. But I agree with Doc on I like Bev there. They need no, they, they need a little more tough. They need a little more. He's not a little for, more tough. He's great for vibes. Then why did, why did teams keep trading him and waving him? Why well, do teams that have him and experience who him? You mentioned Orlando? Who did you okay. mention? Orlando? Okay. So, Chicago? No, LA those are bad to get teams. rid of him. Orlando. Why did LA sign Orlando, him? the moment, because they made him. It was Orlando, you don't season. need a guy like that. Because okay. you're not any good. Sorry, Wild. Okay. Right? Chicago it was a play-in is. team last year. They were yeah. up three with, on Miami with minutes left. Maybe they could have been in the finals. They're not good enough. Hold on. They, they got the Patrick Beverly experience. They could have had him for, let me check, the least money you're allowed to pay a player. And they were like, no thanks. <laughs> so, like, what are we talking about? He can't what? hurt. He, he Harden does hurt. That's him. why teams Doc keep said Harden respects him. Yep. Okay. I like him. Doc says, Doc's not the coach there anymore. Well, it's Nick Nurse. It was, Get him it in was a nice move from Doc to recommend I like it. Okay. I, like I like it, too. It. Nick just is down. No, and I like it. Okay, because he said we had the worst show on television. No, that's Pat not why. Did he say that? Yeah, yeah, I mean, no, but what? to be fair. But I, I changed everything no, 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 I said. No, honestly, I think it was a shot at Nick. <laughs> it was just me. I still think he appreciates it. It's just me, and that's fine. But I am not responding to that because my – Commentary on Patrick Beverly far predates him ever firing back, and he's welcome to fire back. That's what he – listen, he has a much longer future podcasting career than basketball career out of him, so I don't blame him for that. <laughs> so but does I everybody. Mean, he's just That's been, not fair. Okay, well, it's definitely – Podcasts can go on for 35 years. Okay, I'm just telling you. Year 36. Okay, go what ahead. What happens Sorry. to podcasts? <laughs> okay, go ahead. In any event, uh, let's check in on James Harden. <sighs> Last spotted at Michael Rubin's party, which was a blast. Left early in the Uber situation. Oh, don't get me started, huh? What's going on? Anyways, overall good times. Uh, Harden was there, posed for a lot of pictures. Here's some with his current teammates. Now, he also posed with Tom Brady, and I don't expect him to play football. But this seems like a positive development, Brew. Should Harden consider staying in Philadelphia? He should more than consider. He should stay. This is the best place for him. Now, you know, I like him with the Clippers, right? Mm That would be a heck of a big three. But here's the problem. They're not healthy. Oh. I mean, like, of all the teams, Phoenix and the Lakers, that we have to say is healthy by far. By far. Paul George has missed an average of 35 games since he's been a Clipper the last four years. Mm -hmm. All right, per season. Kawhi Leonard's missed an average of 40 games since he's been a Clipper per season. There's no reason to think both of them will be healthy for the playoffs. And if Harden goes there, you're still. What if they get hurt, and you have a they don't have a really good season, and Harden has to do too much, and he's it's not the same, and he has a lot of bad moments. How much money is he getting as a free agent next year? Stay in Philly. I don't think they'd win the championship, but hey, they'd have a shot. Mm -hmm. And and if he plays well, they'd have a better shot. So go out there, stay in Philly, play well. And you feel you, that way even if they trade for Dame? Would you? No, then I think it becomes like it's more Philly. What do we want to do? We don't really need Harden in. Like now, if they don't get Dame, I think they, they still need uh, James to some degree. So here's the problem for James. It's uh, this Philly is not desperate to trade him. And I don't see anyone right now desperate to trade for him. No. So the questions, the teams that I that I when I was going over this, I'm like, 
Could they, right? Mm -hmm. So aside from the Clippers, and we know about what the Clippers offer is, it's not overwhelming. I like Norm Powell as well. I'm not sure they would give up Powell and Mann, but if I'm Philly, I want them both. Mm -hmm. But If you get Dame, uh, you want those. Right, so if Miami doesn't get Dame, could they pivot and, like, Give you a lesser version of the my, of our offer for Dame for James Harden, yeah. maybe, but I doubt it. I don't think the Spurs are doing it. I don't think it's like, hey, w- Victor, no. we're going to teach you how to be a pro. Right. <laughs> Here's right. James right. Harden. No. All right, I think a team that I think he would work really well on, and they'd love to have him, but they don't have the assets is the Lakers. I actually think that fit would be good, but they don't have the assets to do it. The Pelicans. Have the assets, but Whatever. I don't see it happening. The one team I came across that I'm like, I bet James would enjoy living there. They kind of are in this no man's land, and they have the assets. Is Toronto? Yeah, I was gonna say. Is the Raptors don't maybe get Bruce started. could do it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. But they wouldn't be the, very good. Well, no, but they're, they're, but they're good. like, no. what are the Raptors trying to do though? You know what I mean? Like they seem to be in a weird. Just take the let Fred VanVleet walk, but then they still have Siakam yeah, and. Can uh, I, so I'm not sure. I just might just to no, quickly here. I you think, think Miami's the best place out. I just of the think that it, unless Daryl falls coach. in love with the Clippers' offer, I think he's going to be like, "Yeah, we're going to wait." And I don't want to make too much of these Instagram photos, but James doesn't seem like it's like I can. It's not like a Ben Simmons Embiid oh, thing. Good. Like I can never play with him again. I don't think that's what's happening. So why isn't this on Embiid? So here's what Embiid said about Jimmy Butler once uh, Philadelphia played the Heat. I won't sit here. And say, I didn't wish he was still my teammate. I still don't know how we let him go. So if Embiid wants James Harden to stay, why doesn't he say, you know what? I'm the MVP. I don't want James Harden to go. Don't let him go. I don't not, think, not to hold him, but like make it work. I think part of that is respecting the player's wishes. Like we always see guys say, look, he got to take care of his family. He's got to get, I'm going to stay out of his pockets. Harden has come out, or, you know, the reports that he wants to be traded. So it's not Philly saying we got to trade James Harden. It's Harden saying I want out. So Embiid would be going against Harden, which I don't think he wants to go against Right, and from what I understand, Mm -hmm. Philly is in earnest doing what they told James they would do, which is surveying the landscape. And from what I am told, Joel Embiid has communicated to Harden that, hey, man, I'd still love you back. Like, you know, almost essentially that. He is not, Embiid is not taking this as, oh, you've asked out, I don't want to play with you again. Mm-hmm. I, and so it, I think that, I think in Philadelphia, they they think it is, you know, maybe a coin flip chance that he starts the year on the Sixers. Well, and I, think I don't think, a good chance, yeah, absolutely. and I don't think that's irrational. Okay, coming up next, a great episode of Weird and Wonderful. And Mahomes. What is this? I didn't write that. Put it on the board. Where's the board? <laughs> Put Hubs on the Where's board. Where's the board? Put Hubs is Hub, on the board. Who's Hubs? He's Form, the right former producer. Used to? <laughs> Deep right field. Outdoor. Baseball is back. And so is Slipping Back. Five times a week, Monday through Friday. So follow us on the Fox Sports app, YouTube, and anywhere you get your podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. 
With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 41 touchdowns. Be careful with them, Daryl. They're delicious, no, but... No, caloric. But... <laughs> I know that. We got to move on. I'm on the calories. Uh, we know. <laughs> Warren Sharp posted this factoid on the MVP's average length for his touchdown passes. Wow. 2019, it was 17 air yards, and then it goes lower and lower and lower. Last year, Mahomes threw 41 touchdowns. Only one traveled more than 19 yards. Yeah. Roll the tape. That's this one against the Chargers. It's a pretty sweet pass uh, to Kelsey. Touchdown. That's not Kelsey, but... Oh, I'm sorry. It's Watson. It's Watson. Yeah, it's Watson. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, Kelsey catches so many of them. No, it's good. I always think it's Kelsey. No, it's Watson. Um, so, Brew, is this something or nothing? The, can you know I take what? it? I'll, no, I'll you let, told me I'll let, I know, but then we I'll changed our mind. I apologize. Uh, no, it's something. It's absolutely something. Because he's mad. Cause no, I'm not mad. I'm, I'm I didn't love the teams calling record. him a dinker and dunker, but that's fine. Uh, so he led the league in touchdowns by more like a half dozen, six mm-hmm. or seven. Uh, but it is something because this was the risk of the way defenses played Patrick Mahomes in 2021, the one mini slump of his entire career. Mm-hmm is now he has solved everything, and now he can beat you in every way possible. That 17 yards per touchdown pass is a bananas number, the one he had in 2019. So when when the average touchdown pass is essentially outside of the red zone, how does that year end for the Chiefs? Can we show you? Because I think I remember it quite fondly. That's how it ended. And when the Average touchdown pass is in the gold zone inside the five-yard line. How did that year end for the Chiefs? Uh, Terry Bradshaw is alongside him both times, and he's holding a trophy. There's no way to defend him. And you add to it, he is as dangerous a runner as any of the great passers that we've ever seen because when he runs, he gets to where he needs to go. He doesn't do it regularly, yep. but two of the biggest plays this postseason against the Bengals and then against the Eagles were Mahomes runs. There's just no way to defend him. And so, yeah, if teams want to take away the underneath stuff, Brew, he'll just start taking the top off the defense again. So there's just no defense for it. And Nick is right. Everything he said Thank is you. why oh, God, I said that. before anyone else God, that he's the potential you. GOAT. You did not say it well, before Jordan anyone else. It's his Sports Illustrated, it, it's, well, I didn't make that. That makes Sports Illustrated right there. I didn't call them and was. told them to write, <laughs> tell mm-hmm. them to write it. You're the first They're going to write it again after that comment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, here, look, maybe it would be it's nothing, Okay. Maybe it'd be something if, as Nick said, he didn't lead the league in touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'd be something if he was 37 instead of 27, and you think, oh, is the arm getting a little weaker? Maybe it'd be something if they didn't win the Super Bowl, yeah. all right? It is nothing, and in fact, what it is, I'm turning it because I think it's real. It's a positive oh. because it shows that he is great where it can often be hardest to score. That's what you've always In said. the red zone. Yeah. In the red zone. And look at this. He had 34 touchdowns in the red zone. That is 10 more than anyone else in the oh. league. Joe Burrow was next with 24. Now, the graphic's a little difficult to see, but Mahomes had 41 touchdown passes last year. Yeah. Joe Burrow, 35. Uh, Josh Allen, 35. And then Mahomes again had 34 in the red zone alone. 
Yeah. All right. What so my first reaction is like when you put up a, a quarterback graphic, I always expect Jimmy G to somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy G. Like, it's almost Jimmy good. G is a good red zone touchdown. Uh, yeah. Block. I, I think he was in the top five in red zone touchdown. You, you know what? I should have put him on there. But it's also I should have put a note for him. Last on year, great. The, the, the last year the Chiefs backup running back had more touchdown catches than Tyreek Hill. So, Jarek McKinnon had nine. Tyreek Hill had, I believe, eight. It might have been seven. Mm. Tyreek obviously had an awesome year. The, the point is, is that right now, and this is where Reed needs a lot of the credit, the creativity of Reed's offense, plus Mahomes' ability and uh, uh, begrudging acceptance to not try to go for the kill shot every time, has made this as close to an unguardable team yeah. as exists. It doesn't have to. Yeah. I described it to Hubs as uh, Warren Buffett walking around with $60 cash. It's like, I could get more if I want, but we can just <laughs> oh, Why don't I get down to the five-yard line? Not a big deal to me. Coming up next, a hot, hot story. Ooh, Paul George is. was going to go to New York, but he didn't. Stay tuned. It is interesting. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Paul George to New York? No. Last month, the LA Times reported that the Knicks called the Clippers about the 30-year-old sneaky good podcaster. Alan Hahn now reporting that the asking price from LA, too much. Making matters worse is that Paul George wanted an extension. So Paul George, still a Clipper, and this deal seems dead. Was this a good or bad move for the Knicks? Good move. And it seems like the extension desire of Paul George was the the turning point like Mm -hmm. that's why the Knicks didn't do it and they are absolutely correct not to do it he's 33 years old I said earlier he misses 35 games per year since he's been a Clipper the last four years and you want a five-year max extension until you're 38 I'm supposed to assume you're going to get healthier and here's the thing, even if they had Paul George let's say obviously the Knicks aren't trading Jalen Brunson so let's say it was Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett. I think that's too much. But let's say it was Julius Randle and some fodder just to make it work contractually. Mm -hmm. I would consider that because I think Paul George is clearly better than Julius Randle. And Randle doesn't play. He drops off big time in the postseason. But once you bring in and you got to give him the extension, I'm like, even that, I'm like, no, because why? They're not winning the championship. They're not winning the East with Paul George and Jalen Brunson. They're not. So there's no reason to do it. Listen, I know this can be frustrating for Knicks fans, feeling like we're on kind of the same treadmill of hoping and waiting for the super-duper star that they've been on for 20 years. (laughs) But it's the one they've got to stay on. That's correct. They have to keep their powder dry. Because now, what, here's what they have. Jalen Brunson, who is a bona fide minimum top 30 player in the league, 
probably top 25 player in the league, Mm -hmm. who we have seen in two instances raise his game a tick come the postseason, who I think will fit with just about any other star in the league except for, oddly, Damian Lillard because he's the other very small guard. You have all of these draft picks that you're still going to have because so many of them are protected. They're going to keep rolling over. And you have the outside chance that Embiid Mm -hmm. wants to come there and the further outside chance that Giannis does what a different, well, the other all-time legendary Milwaukee Buck did, which is deliver you a championship and then go to a major market. Lou Alcindor, Kareem, did it with the Lakers early in his career, much earlier, I understand, but it's like, hey, I did what I came here to do because Milwaukee, they they brought back Brooke and they brought back Middleton, and it, that all makes sense for the here and now, but Milwaukee's going to be in a very weird spot in about two years because Brooke will probably be done, Drew might be done by then, he who knows what Middleton's right. going to be doing, and then there's just Giannis still smack dab in the middle of his prime. And so well, also Zion. It could be sure. Yeah, that that that's fair too. I was thinking about bone of you know guys who have already been MVP. Like, but I and I know Knicks fans. It's almost like what you get made fun of. Like, oh, you think LeBron's coming I, here? You think this guy's coming here? All that stuff. I did that. Yesterday. But yeah, you Brew literally did <laughs> I mean, it yesterday. But I think it's credible right now, and. I also think the thing they're doing of reuniting the Villanova national championship team. You like that? I like. I, you know when I'll like it more in a year when Jay Wright's the coach. I like it more wow. then. Oh, I, I think I that, like that take. I think that'd be fun. Jay Wright. He, he, Jay, Jay Wright's, Wright's a great coach. Great coach. There was always speculation about him going pro. I don't think Tom Thibodeau is going to coach there forever. I just don't. And you have. You have <laughs> Literally. Yeah, and then it's like, hey. Could run the same play. We have these guys, and then you bring in the final piece, the superstar. It makes sense. So I, I wouldn't do something. all that for Paul George. Yeah. I just wouldn't. They just have to keep stay the course. Yeah. Who's the superstar that comes? I, I mean, from the track record, nobody. Huh? I mean, it, this is the game they've played beyond 20 years, Nick. Carmelo counted. Carmelo counts. Okay. Car- Carmelo and, and Amari Stoudemire came, too. Uh, no, but, give Car- but uh, when Amari came, he wasn't he was star. quite what he had and been. He, correct. But he was still a star. He was still a, but he's a little Yeah. And then it just it went south. The, and so, the, listen, the I'm Knicks not are Garrett, one of your part-time teams. Yeah. You, like, you like my plan? I like your plan. I like Zion for the CAA connection. Are you connection. definite that let's say, let's play along with this. Oh, okay. If MB wants out, you think it's definitely New York? No, I don't. No, no, no. Giannis, that's what no, I'm saying. Like, Giannis is, Giannis a lot is of guys have had opportunities to come here no, and have not. I understand that. But what I think is this. I think look at the teams that have surplus picks plus a lot. The Spurs have some Atlanta picks. That's San Antonio. Maybe because Wimby, it's attractive. The Pelicans have plus a bunch of picks. They're in a weird spot because that team, that market has never thrived. It's never been, even though I love that city, a super appealing place. Utah has plus a bunch of picks. This guy's not going to demand to go there. Sorry, it's just not going to happen. OKC still has plus picks, maybe, but again, small markets. And then there's New York. And so I just think it's... 
It, it is very on the board, especially because the Lakers are minus picks. The Clippers are minus picks. The Mavs are minus a pick. Like, a lot of the big – the Miami's about to be minus picks. Like, the, a lot of the big markets aren't going to have the – Watch out for the, Giannis. Yeah. Ownership change. Remember Windhorse dropped one of those on – Yeah, about the ownership thing. I don't know if you would pick the Knicks. up but. the Knicks fans' hopes up. Why? What? What do you, you mean? Getting their hopes up. They just had the best Giannis season they've had in here. 20 well, years. And they got beat second the second round, round in five. Years. That's the best year they've had in 20 years. I'm Nick's fan. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Turning our attention to the NFL, Josh Allen joined Taylor Lewan and Will Compton's podcast. It's called Bussin' with the Boys. It's done in a bus. Was asked about the minicamp absence. No, he was actually there, so it wasn't an absence of Stefan Diggs. Here's what Josh Allen said. I love him. That's my guy. Like, what? The media has blown this so far out of proportion. Right? Like, we are in rookie or minicamp. Mm-hmm. We're not playing a game for four months. He doesn't show up one day. He's still there. Um, you know, coach asked him to to go home. We were in talks and discussions of trying to trying to resolve some things, and it wasn't anything major. And media just blew it up. And they're still talking about it. She's like, mm-hmm. let it go. Let it go. There's there's no reason to continue talking about it. He was on the field with us the next day. Um, you know, we're it was not a big deal. <laughs> what, Wild? I just can't. What? I just can't. What? Let me give me a break. The, give me a break. First, the, I, the one thing that I do think is interesting is you're on a very popular podcast. That podcast is excellent. You have a big microphone. You were just asked about it, but because the hosts of the show are football players, they are absolved from being in the media. It's not, but, but also, they inquired listen, as well. I don't care. People are allowed to criticize the media. A large part of our job is criticizing people or giving opinions. I don't care when people criticize mm-hmm. us. I do care when what you're saying belies the history. There is <clears throat> really two people and two people only responsible for this being a thing. The first one is Stefan Diggs. But even him is not the ma- ma- biggest culprit. You know who the biggest culprit is? Sean McDermott. Sean McDermott. Because he's the one who had all the words available to him yep. and chose these two twice. Very concerning. <laughs> Very concerning. <laughs> you know when we all took it seriously? This wasn't going to be in our show. No. We weren't talking about the Bills mini camp. We're not in Orchard Park. It was when Hubs texts us. He's like, look at what Sean McDermott said. And Sean McDermott looks ghost-faced. Yeah. Like, like Stephon Diggs. Just, We're like, something really like, wrong? Old, like wow. Diddy at USC. It was throwing stuff. It was like, we are concerned, man. And so that's who his beef is with. His coach sounded the alarm. And then his coach did the same thing the next day and was like, what are you guys talking about? Like it was an out-of-body experience. And then, Brew, the one thing Josh didn't say there was, 
when he was like, yeah, and he was there the next day. And then the day after, which was our three-day mini camp, well, uh, that day got canceled. Right, and we didn't really right. explain why, but it was canceled. So he wasn't there, but nobody was there because it was canceled. Give me a break. I, I am totally with you. And look, all we did as the media, which is what we're supposed to do, is look at the situation, and then we offered our response. And as you said, there's the very concern. He had that whole press conference. Not once did he say, and I told him to go home. Yeah. And then the next day he comes back and says that, right? So first you're saying, and Josh he said this in the podcast, but why did the coach tell you to go home? I mean, that has some degree of seriousness. We're just getting together. Right? We're just coming together, and now he's sending you home. And then, as you said, they canceled the practice. And on top of that, Stefan Diggs has a history of being unhappy. Yeah. We saw it in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. It, it was contractual, but still, we saw it in Minnesota. And then we've seen him on the sidelines here with the histrionics and basically calling Josh out is what it looks like. So, yeah, we put two and two together, and we got four. And you get mad at us for that? So, no. It's a trivia question for you, Nick. Yeah. Who has the best team chemistry in the NBA? In the NBA? In the NBA, who has the best? I think the Bucks, but. Okay, give me the other one. We always talk about it. Jeez, what? Just, what's what? the he, answer? He, the culture. Culture. Heat culture. Oh, Thank you. That's bro. the best culture. That's not chemistry. Chemistry. Yeah, chemistry. Got chemistry. Culture. Okay, Darn, go you ahead. Got it wrong. Sorry, go ahead. What was the one team that almost fought each other on the sidelines? No. Do you remember? The, yeah. When, when Spolstra and Jimmy were going to you physically and fight. And, and Jimmy right. was like, or Spolstra was like, do you want to fight? Yeah, they were like, almost incredible. And they have the best chemistry. Yeah. But you know why it wasn't a big deal? Because everybody got up after in the press conference like, yeah, that's what happened. Brothers fight. Right, that's right. what we do. We're a family here. We get into it. Yes, we sir. scrap. That's what we want. Yeah, good point. There's such a mystery around what this was. It's like, I, like, and Josh Allen has to like overcompensate every time where he's like, I love him. I would give him my kidney. It's like, I, it's like, I get it. But, like, what was it about? Because now people are left saying, is, right. it, is it his offensive production fell off? Is it targets? Is it money? People are like, he took less money to get to this is why This is why absolutely right. But it's also why, and, and this is where I will give Josh credit, because he should be, and maybe he is privately, and is just you mm-hmm. know doing a good job concealing it. He should be furious with McDermott. Furious. Mm. Because since we all know that Diggs just got a new contract, and we all know Diggs is as targeted as any receiver in the league, and now Diggs is upset, and the last image we had was in that devastating playoff game, what we just showed, him showing up Josh Allen, now all of us are left to believe his problem is with this guy. But do you feel His like that's... Problem is, and that's embarrassing for Josh. That's, and we are running that same tape of, of Diggs yelling at him and showing him up again and again because this is a major story. Now, we can say that's Diggs' fault, but there are a lot of things we go back to. People use this example, but I think it's a smart one, mm-hmm. so I will use it as well. How much housekeeping... Was Mike Tomlin doing the entire Antonio Brown era? 
to where you must have been remarkable. Remarkable. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm now a I do think guy then. I well. I do no, I do think he is He's a different guy than McDermott. N- no, no, but I think man. no, he's saying AB that A B has gotten more unhinged. Was he? But I no, I think or he's gotten Tomlin more, but I think the fact that we heard none control. of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, there was nothing that he came was out FaceTiming, of it. you know, locker room the yeah, locker room. Yeah, Instagram Live, yeah. Instagram Live. And so yeah. I just think that it is the head coach's job. To not let these brush fires turn into, as Josh Allen said, you know, they're still talking about it. Like, again, if you're doing local sports media in Buffalo, there is, oh, there's the Sabres, my apologies, but there's only one other pro sports team. Mm -hmm. The Bills are the biggest story in town. It's the summer. You're talking about this every day. Uh, Yeah, I don't want to go to media critique Mm -hmm. on it because part of what makes the NFL perfect is the storylines and the yeah. narratives that happen throughout the year. Yeah. And the fact that that video with Stefan and, and he's you know on his yeah. iPad or whatever, Microsoft Surface, excuse me, yeah. um, that's become the storyline. But we don't run them like giving each other intricate high fives and saying that they love each other. But they were doing that not in the last game. Ago. But that's the thing. So, well, so that, that takes on so much gravity when a week before they were – Best friends. Well, yeah, it's a little if, bit if at the end of today's show, I scream at Brew and throw my coffee cup, yep. and then tomorrow I'm not here, and Wilds looks into the camera and says, Guys, I got to tell you, America, we are concerned. We are very <laughs> concerned. <laughs> then they're not going to replay, like, Oh, remember when Nick and Brew were laughing about the drunkards? They're going to be like, I think there's a problem. Okay. I guess that's fair. <laughs> Let's take a look at the odds to win the AFC. <laughs> Uh, Bruce team, the Chiefs. Which one? Well, well oh, how, thank you, Wilds. You like thank the Chiefs. He, he said that Mahomes. I, call, I was S. the first to call him Jordan S. The first to say potential goat. All that. All documented in Sports Illustrated. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Uh, you also thank are you. from Kansas City. Okay. Then it's the Bills. Then it's Brew. Your other these are all. And the Bills. All, all these are my teams. Yeah. Uh huh. So are the Bills more likely <laughs> to make the Super Bowl or miss the playoffs? You want to go, Bruce, since it's all your teams? This, I, I'm gonna, I think this will surprise you guys. This is a tough one for me. <laughs> I think that will surprise you. Okay. That this is a tough call to think. I'm actually saying, considering that they could miss the playoffs. Yeah. Because the AFC is so deep and so tough. I'm going to go with Super Bowl. I'm kind of going with a little heart. And, and not heart, but just looking at the talent on the roster. Mm-hmm. The team is talented. Von Miller is back. Uh, is Leonard he? Floyd he's is not there. Back. He will be. Okay. Leonard Floyd is there. Now, I, I think Tredavious White has a bounce back okay, season because he didn't play well when he came back. From yeah, ACL. exactly. That one's fair. And, and so, they still, look, they've been 13-3 and three two of the last three years. They must be respected. Now, here's why I considered that, look, it's, they better come out and ball. You got, I think you're going to have two teams from the AFC West, right? Kansas City and whether it's the Chargers or, or maybe the Broncos. You know? I, I knew but, it. But you got wow. two from oh, there. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I'm wait. saying maybe. Wait, no, but you're leaving. There's four teams in the AFC West, and one of them has what, a quarterback Wilds that all he does is win. <laughs> One no, no, it's, it's just bad vibes there. Oh, it's not, okay. It's All bad right. vibes. So you're off, Jimmy. You got, got two got from got the AFC North. I agree with Cincinnati that. and Baltimore. And, Those yeah, two for and sure. And maybe Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, one of them falls off. yes. Too. I mean, possibly. And you like Cleveland. One from, from your AFC yeah. South. Yeah, the Prince. Probably Jacksonville, maybe. Prince, yeah. All right, and then and that, leaves, that leaves two for the AFC East. And look, they got three legitimately good teams. So 
Miami, you don't like the, the Jets, Jets, and the <laughs> Bills. Okay. Stop with the Jets. They do. Hold on. Stop but with I'm, the Jets. I'm going with the Bills, but so there's I'm, a lot of – To me, this is a very one. easy question. Are the Bills more likely to make the playoffs or miss the playoffs? They're more likely to make the playoffs. Of course. But are they more likely to make the Super Bowl? Make the Super Bowl or miss the playoffs? It's obviously miss the playoffs. Show me the playoff teams from last year if we could. Colin did something on this yesterday, and it is worth noting. Every year, every year, there is a minimum of six teams that made that then missed. Mm -hmm. It's usually about seven, but call it six. Everyone is going to pick the same ones, by the way. People are like, oh, the Giants and the Seahawks and the Bucks and the Vikings fall off. Okay, but even if that's true, you got to find some AFC ones. And you also almost assuredly have to find a team that everyone thinks is going to be really good that falls off. I don't know. What are you raising your hand about? Nothing. I'm just saying. (laughs) What? Go ahead. I think the Dolphins fall off. Okay. That's fine. You got your three? Go ahead. That's the Dolphins. You see three? I think Jacksonville falls off. Okay, but here's the problem with the Jacksonville thing. Even if that's true, that doesn't open open a playoff spot. And so that's just an AFC South winner thing. And Jacksonville's not going to fall off. Doesn't matter. Point is, the Bills, given their schedule, given the disharmony of the offseason, given the fact that Josh Allen the last two months of the year played the worst football he's played in three years, given the fact that they got rolled in a home playoff game, Mm -hmm. and Sean McDermott is now also the defensive coordinator of the head coach, they're a prime candidate to all of a sudden be like, damn, 10 wins and it wasn't enough. And miss the playoffs in that division. So, they, and they're not making the Super Bowl. Okay. That week one game against the Jets is going to be a nerve-wracking game. Some it's people are going to tell start us freaking lot. out immediately. Really? Whoever loses oh. that game. No, you're right. It's going to tell us a lot. In four short really? minutes, everyone. Yeah. We're oh, talking yeah. about the Prince. Yeah. It's the Prince. We, we might have four some special guests in his first okay. half of his first playoff. Five in the playoffs. Welcome back to an electric show. Okay. Pro football focus writing. Quote, if the Jaguars stay on course and become a true force in the loaded AFC this season, Trevor Lawrence, the prince, I added that, uh, his MVP candidacy will be a real thing to be reckoned with. Yeah, of course. Here are the odds. You, yeah. Yeah, those are the Vegas odds. You have to be a real... We put the prince on there. Don't we have some... Editorial <laughs> standards at the NFL. We have to, you have to be a real hater to think anything differently. What? Honest to God, you do. The guy, one year of his football life has not been A+. Plus. A year and a half. No. He played good for the entire, half no, a year. The, and then even for the okay, first no, half no, of the No, no, no. But that's not, first of all, that's not how we do team. things. But since you said half a year, you know what? Let's just draw it up on the fly. Let's show those half a year stats oh, that sure. you're talking about. The final half of last season. Great. A nine-game sample. November to now. Um, Oh. So he's top two in the NFL in rating, in touchdown interception ratio, and completion percentage. He's 250 yards per game. The Jags are seven and two. And then how do he do in the postseason? Yeah, his initial foot and toe in the postseason water it was a little choppy. A little. And then, a little. And then he authored the fourth greatest comeback in playoff history. And then he went to Arrowhead yeah. and played the best team in the league and played them as tough as anybody. Nine games. So, and not even nine. No, You're hold, counting like the two losses as no, awesome game. 
He, he won, won seven no, I'm games. So, I'm sorry he didn't. No, he won more than seven games. They only played nine but from that's, November And on. that's what you really liked. You no, like he had a nine-game no, stretch where he was no, awesome. I, no, 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 no. Hold on. I'm sorry. I liked his high school career, his college career. No. I liked everything but his rookie season. That's and almost now, every let NFL me tell player you the was other, awesome okay, in high school and college. None of them were Gatorade High School Player of the Year and National Champion Undefeated the Year Trevor Lawrence was. But that's neither here nor there. Now here's the other reason, Brew, and this is where I'll sway you. Show me the schedule. Because we've talked about, oh, my God, the Jets' schedule is so tough, and the Chiefs have the toughest schedule every year. The, the Jags, because of the division, and because the cross-conference division is the NFC South, they have their own division, and then the worst division in football, yeah, of course, they're going to get beat by the Chiefs. This team legitimately could be 13-4 and four without even being awesome. And so, yeah, I mean, look at it. You, you, you just say they're losing all of their really hard games. There's only four of them. There's only four of them. And so, of course, yeah, a number one pick in his third year who has the Peyton Manning profile, except he actually had a great playoff game way before Peyton Manning ever dreamt of having a great playoff game. Yeah, I think he's going to be pretty good, and I think he's a legit candidate. I don't mind having him in the top eight. I just have a problem with where. And it's not a huge problem, but don't tell me Lamar Jackson shouldn't be higher than the Prince. Well, what about your Lamar Jackson's about to have a great year. All right? Yeah. He's got everything is from what sure. we see in the offseason, everything is looking good. All right, so I'd put Lamar in the top five. Okay. And then I I also would put Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Ahead of the Prince. I'm sorry. You just can't quit Rodgers. You put him in the Super Bowl last year. Oh, he's only got Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, uh, what looks like it's going to be a top-notch defense. Do you think the Jets have better weapons than the Jags? I do not. I think think they got some really good weapons. uh, Okay, I think Brees Hall coming off an ACL versus Travis Mm -hmm. Etienne. And then you have Lazard. I'm not that big on Alan Lazard. But as a a two, I like Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk. I mean, listen. Garrett Wilson is Garrett Wilson is awesome as a rookie, and I think he's a very good player. I don't know that he's better than Calvin Ridley. I don't. Calvin Ridley's a year out because of suspension. You guys just don't. Here's the thing that I would try to convince you guys. Because you guys, you know, are bothered that what appeared to be my worst take, which was my belief in the Jags steadfast, turned out to be one of my best. There is a level of angst caused by the fact that now the entire football world agrees with me that this is the next great player in this league. And can we show Wilds because he has it written all over his face I, that this is correct. Me? Brew, what do they call me? What the mayor of Fair. The yeah. Mayor of Fair. Uh-huh. That's a fair point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank Part you. of our I – I like Trevor Lawrence. No, you don't. No, no I like I don't Trevor like you. Lawrence. You. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you're out here gloating and you made a stand and you brought in the trumpeters. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. was bothersome. Yeah. And then the guy threw four interceptions How'd in the first end? half, and, and we're like, we're redeemed. We're going to crush Nick. <laughs> and, next, and, next, and then the Chargers lose the game. Yeah. And he wins. That, that, uh, 
That it was hurt. good for the show and was good for you. Uh-huh. It was. It, I thought I was going to be the star of that show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's all it is. I became the star, and I'm a little hurt. That's all it is. So just, <laughs> I know that. Just, okay. But you put also, our dirty laundry out on that. <laughs> you also <laughs> like Mac Jones better than Trevor. Why? Because he, was, he was also a national champion. Do I ever talk about it? Occasionally. Yeah, but that... The, was but, he a Gatorade High School player? Do you, hold on. Can we just, since we're only like 45 seconds left, yeah. do you actually think, Brew, Aaron Rodgers is going to have a better year than Trevor Lawrence? I think he should be ahead of Trevor Lawrence right now on okay. that MVP. I, I think Lawrence is a dark horse candidate. Okay. okay. I think he might be my pick. Because I don't to think win it? I don't think they're going to oh, let Mahomes win it. I'll take Mahomes. Win it. I'll take Mahomes. <laughs> no, that, Great. The, what the turn of events? I said he loves the show, too. I said <laughs> Wow. Patrick, no one believed in us. <laughs> Am I going to have to put right, myself put on the board? Put yourself on the board. I'm picking Trevor Lawrence to win MVP. Bad news if you love flopping. NBA refs are running a test during Summer League to eliminate your favorite overreactions. Officially, a flop will be determined by the referees <laughs> at the game. It will be penalized. This is outrageous. <laughs> outrageous. I that you guys oh, put LeBron in here. This is I outrageous. I had to do with it. I, I did not know it was going to be LeBron. That's a funny one. I had nothing but that was after he was fouled. That wasn't even a flaw. I didn't do it. Can we see that again? We'll be it assessed an unsportsmanlike no. technical foul, which won't count towards personal fouls or lead to ejection. <laughs> so, do you like this idea? Okay, well, the, the, again, now we're just showing it the after the case. So, here's the thing. And I think, so that is what they're trying to get rid of. Yes. And they're trying to get rid of the guys who shoot a three and nobody touches them and they look like they get hit. Mm-hmm. They are not going to penalize guys, and I'm not just saying this because it was LeBron. The LeBron one we showed, guys who do get pushed or grabbed and then exaggerate it, yeah. they're not going to get a technical for that. It's the it's what Van Gundy would – so like right there, Jokic. That, they're not going to p- penalize that because Jokic got bumped and then sold it. They are, they're trying to get rid of the stuff Van Gundy would freak out about, which is I mean, the, that, that's exaggerated, though. The, but that's I don't think they're – do you think I'm wrong, Wilds? They're not no. going to – the exaggerated no, stuff, overall, they're not yeah, going to give you But I think there's before. a limit to how much you can exaggerate something. But I think – don't you think the only thing they're going to give a technical for is the, essentially the outright lying? Like the guys who someone swipes past their face, mm-hmm. makes zero contact, and they grab their eye, and they're like, ah, oh, I got hit. Like, but that's what they're trying to get rid of, I think. I think it's going to be tough to enforce. Because if Joker weighs, how much does Joker weigh? 265? Yeah. Does he ha- Maybe he doesn't have to move at all. But that's why so I'm saying. So now he's going to be falling down, and nav- nav- but he has to sell it at some point. But, right, that's why I'm you saying. You don't have to sell I it. I don't think they're going to penalize selling it. I think they're going to penalize making it, pretending it happened. Well, what's the difference between selling it and pretending? The difference is. Oh, boy, don't get up. The, You're going to, like, push me bro, down. Do you understand what I'm saying? I, I get it. I just think. That even I agree they they're not going to necessarily call when you get bumped legitimately and, they, and bumped, then you throw and yourself. you yeah you exaggerate it but I think there's a limit to how much you can exaggerate it because again this isn't not always been a part of basketball when it was rough and tumble for oh, real for go. real in the eighties and nineties dudes wasn't just yeah <laughs> I mean you were really getting bumped Guys just saying it neck do we, the dusties yeah, do we right have now. the young yeah, the young people no young we don't people have time to show up next. It's a great we show. Should,